Welcome to Ratchet Hipster Podcast. I'm your host, Shell. Ratchet Hipster is all about living your life unapologetically. It's about not apologizing for existing. It's about you believing that you are that bitch because you are. (laughs) It's about choosing you. The authentic you, the real you, the one you are when it's no one else is around. Choosing that version of you every day. <laughs> That's what Ratchet Hipster means to me. So if I've piqued your interest, listen up. Come with me on this journey as I struggle to do all the things that I just so confidently told you to do a second ago. <laughs> Hey, it's Shell. I'm back for episode three. Um, and this week we're going to be talking about our mind. Um, kind of like a three-part mini-series or the start of a three-part mini-series of mind, body, and spirit. And connecting to each and being one with yourself and all that good stuff. Um, so today I kind of want to touch on again your mind connecting to your mind and kind of controlling your thoughts a little bit and why that's important and how to do it and when to do it and what you can get out of that is very necessary as I would say especially for me and if I feel like it's necessary for me then I feel like I need to share it with you who knows it could help one person it could help a thousand people I don't know um but I'll start with, like, my backstory on why I was like, Shell, you need to get it together, you need to ground, you need to figure your shit out. Um, like, I've, I've put it into a phrase, and this is what I wrote, is that I used to be afraid of the world. Like, everything was scary, everything was big, everything was overwhelming. I can't control what happens outside in the world and you know that's fucking scary anything can happen I can do everything that I can and still bad things scary things overwhelming things anxiety inducing things chest crutching things can still happen I ain't write out that I just wrote that I used to be afraid of the world everything else was just extra but I used to be afraid of the world and so I started to escape into my thoughts. Um, and again, that's all I wrote. And this is me going off. I used to escape into my thoughts. And that means I would be here physically, but I would be zoned out. And it'll be a lot of, Shell, are you listening? And what did I just say? Or me asking, what you just say? Or what? Or me just going, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And not knowing what the hell people were talking about. And then later having the conversation, they'd be like, I told you. And Shell didn't know what the hell you were talking about because Shell had been zoning out. <clears throat> I'm always in my thoughts. I'm overthinking everything. Worst case scenarios. What's going to happen next? What could happen? What should have happened? What I should have done? What I could be doing? What I have to do next? Where I need to go? What am I forgetting? where are my car keys like in my head there are a trillion thoughts per second like like going at all times i'm always overthinking overanalyzing everything 
it makes it very hard for me to be present in in the moment. All right. And this is what I wrote next is that I lost control of my thoughts. And that's even scarier. So somewhere in there, I went into my head to escape from reality because reality is fucking scary. And then I thought myself into a frenzy to the point where my thoughts are scarier than the real world. I've gone too far. <laughs> like, it's to the point where now I'm like, sure, that couldn't even logically happen. Or what's the likelihood of something like that happening right now to you? You know what I'm like? You've gone on a tangent of thoughts of possibilities. And let's let's bring it back to real life here. Is that even a thing? Like, do people even... Do, well, I ain't gonna say do people do that because everything is possible. But, like, how likely is that to happen to you? How many times has that happened to you before in this situation? Are you causing yourself an anxiety attack off of it happening one time out of a thousand times when there was one bad experience and 999 good experiences and you're going to be fearful of the situation because you had one bad experience that's how i have to talk my talk myself out of my head all right and the reason why i say why i do this is that because everything you tell yourself you believe eventually or a little bit on some level your brain doesn't really recognize truth from a lie so if you lie to yourself enough you'll start to believe it just like a little bit over time you will start looking for reasons to believe that lie or the truth whatever it is that you're telling yourself if if even if it's like a lie it could be very well the truth to you because now you're starting to believe it and now you're looking for reasons to believe it because you told your brain on some level consciously or subconsciously that this was a thing or might be a thing or could be a thing and now every time you think about it a little piece of you starts to believe it and so Knowing that, I have started talking to myself in a different way, using that logic against myself. Knowing that I've spent years thinking the world is so big and scary and telling myself that the world is so big and scary that now I believe it. I now have to go back and retrain my brain to say, hey, that's actually not that big and scary. Look at it again, you know. <laughs> um, I figure if I can control my thoughts, control my brain, control my mind, I can better control my life. I can get my shit together if I can control my thoughts and thinking patterns and anxieties and fears. And that sounds so easy on paper. And don't get me wrong, I am, I'm doing all right, but I have those days where it's like, what the fuck are you doing? 
<laughs> um, so don't act like I'm, I'm, I'm never acting like I'm perfect. I'm merely sharing things that help me more often than they don't. <laughs> okay. I just want to pause and just act like, and not, I just want to pause and say, I never want to act like I have my shit together because I feel like that's been my problem is that I thought that everybody else had their shit together and no one has their shit together really at some point, at some level, in some way, their shit's not together. And I'm tired of acting like mine is together. So I'm just going to keep saying my shit ain't together, even when it look like it is. It's not. All right? Cool. Now that we got that out of the way, back to controlling my thoughts, controlling my mind, having a better control of my life. Because I'm not going to pretend that I can control my life. That Trying to do that is what landed me into a great big ball of what the fuck. So, not controlling my life, but having better control over it. Alright? So, first I feel... The first thing that I felt like I needed to do to calm my brain was to connect with it. And sort through all these fucking thoughts. What's real? What's not? What's make-believe? What are you... What are you imagining to be a mountain when it's just a molehill and and what what are you making out to be better than what it is what is real and what is not so of course I have to sit with all of these thoughts and I just said I have like a trillion thoughts per second it's hard to sit with all of these thoughts like what what do you what do you do so, when I get like this, when I'm, when I'll start with how, because I already went down the road. So, how do I control a lot of these thoughts? I can pause. I don't know if you remember when we talked about that last week. You take a pause, you do some deep breaths, you try to figure out what is this, what am I feeling, what's going on, what's underneath this reactive emotion what's really there you know what I'm saying pause think about your thoughts think about your feelings think all these things through you well you can't I also will meditate that is hard for me because my thoughts go on tangents so it's always hard for me to be like oh yeah clear your mind um so I would like to say I meditate in multiple ways. Um, so don't think that meditating always has to be sitting cross-legged on the floor going, um, because it fucking doesn't. And that doesn't work for everyone. I am the type of person that I feel, if I'm sitting still, I'm probably asleep. Because um, I just usually do not sit still. I'm a go, go, go. So if I'm sitting still, I'm usually going to fall asleep shortly afterwards. Um, but if I like, if I need to meditate, I need to be doing something with my body, but I can't be doing something that takes a lot of thought and focus, if that makes any sense, because I need my brain to meditate. So I need, but I need my body to be kept busy. I need to be moving. So I like to meditate while walking. 
I, I like to walk. It's just, it's mindless. I get on a trail and I walk for miles and I don't really have to think too much about where I'm going. Cause I mean, usually it's a circle. I'll end up back in my car at some point. You know what I'm saying? So I walk to keep my body moving and busy and active. And I don't have to really think about what's going on. I mean, one foot out the other is one of the first things that we learned as kids. <laughs> I walk and that keeps my body busy and the nature is always helpful. Just being surrounded by nature. I'm a tourist moon. I just have a an emotional connection with being outside. Um, I just love it. It's peaceful. But anyway, then that helps my brain, the birds chirping or the breeze or whatever the calming aura of being outside is, walking and thinking and just letting my thoughts, you know, go. And well, why do I feel like that? Well, what happened then? And did you, do you, are you remembering it correctly or what really happened? Just really sitting there and having a conversation with myself and and I'm not even going to lie. If I'm on a trail by myself, if there's nobody in my vicinity, I'm having this conversation out loud. Like I'm talking to myself, call me crazy if you want, but I, I, it helps me to hear it out loud versus hearing it in my head. And sometimes when I say some shit out loud, it's kind of like, you can't really have believed that, right? So, yeah, so I talk to myself. And that will help, like, because when you hear it, when you hear it, when you hear it out loud, some shit, it just don't, it don't even make sense. But um, another way that I try to connect to all of these thoughts that I have is by journaling. I love to journal. Um, I struggle with journaling another reason of another time I'm gonna say because I have 3,000 thoughts per it was trillion three trillion thoughts per second and my hand just does not move as fast as my brain does so it kind of slows me down but I've and I, every time I, I get away from journaling because I'm like ugh, it takes me so long to write out all the things that I'm thinking then I when I don't journal for longer periods of time like I can just feel my thoughts becoming more and more scattered and journaling, just getting some of those thoughts out on some of those thoughts and feelings out onto paper and looking at them and going back and remembering how I felt because sometimes I can't trust my brain to remember things as accurately as it should. But all of that helps um, helps me keep track of my thoughts and if I wrote it and shit, that sounds fucking crazy. All right, so we know that that's not a thought that we can, we should continue having, like you know. It's a yes. It's a small possibility that this huge traumatic experience could happen, but are we just going to continue to live in fear of that, or are we going to realize that that is a huge, irrational, small likelihood fear, and you know move on? And if it happens, it happens. You know, that's that's where that's where I get with my thoughts. Um, and then I'll go back. Now I'll go back to when you should do these things um as far as meditating i try i i i try no i would like to meditate first thing in the morning that's always my goal to catch those thoughts as soon as i wake up what was i dreaming about like how do i feel as soon as i like as soon as i reconnect with my conscious mind 
what am I thinking? How am I feeling? What kind of mood am I in? What kind of space am I in? Before I can interact with anyone else, before my energy or my thoughts are tainted by anything or anyone else, I really want to know how I feel. What am I thinking? So I really like to sit with myself first thing in the morning outside on on the balcony if I can. If I can't, I'll just try to lay in the bed. But and that's why I say I try cuz if I if I get lazy and I say I'm going to meditate in the bed, I'm going to go to I'm going right back to fucking sleep. So I try to get up and go outside just like stand up on the balcony and just think my thoughts. How am I feeling upon waking up? Am I excited about today? How am I feeling about yesterday? You know, what's going on with me? What's up, Cher? Hey, good morning. That's that. <clears throat> then another thing. Oh, wait, no. When to meditate. That's where I was getting. I meant when. When I, need to me- when I need to connect with my mind. There we go. First thing in the morning. When I need to connect with my mind. When I'm overthinking. Like, when I get into a panic and I can feel my thoughts going into a frenzy and what if and what I should have or I could have or that was embarrassing and my brain just won't stop with the replaying and the thoughts. And (sighs) sometimes it's impossible for me to get out of my head. And that's okay. I call that the point of no return for me. When I have had some type of experience, and I'll use real fucking life for me, uh, I think maybe like a month ago or so. It it was definitely in July because it, it was cancer season, and cancer season fucks with me every year. Like, I am just a big-ass baby. So I was in my feelings about a, about a lot of stuff, and I just was not handling things well. And my work got the better of me. And, like, I had a situation, and my boss kind of blew up on me. And it was just like, it was definitely my fucking fault, but it was just kind of like, I can't handle this. I can't process it. I had so many thoughts. I had so many feelings. I reached my point of no return. I went home. I got out of the bed, and I didn't move for, like, five hours. I just had to feel all my feelings, and I had to think all my fucking thoughts. And, you know, I was just like, I'm going to try again tomorrow because I I recognize that I'm in this space of no return that I'm overwhelmed and I I'm not going it's not going to be good for me to try to control this how I feel right now it's best to just sit with it so I will sit with it I will take that time for myself and pull the covers over my head and don't fucking bother me it uh, like I'll get up and eat if I want to eat and I'll pee when I need to pee but other than that I'm checked out recognize that and that's okay like tomorrow I'll get up and I'll be bright and sunny if that's how I feel. it's just me you don't have to be bright and sunny the next day but I'll get up the next day and I'll be okay or I'll be in a better space to say hey this is how I felt this is what happened all that good stuff um uh, my last thing was to say, like, when you're in your feelings, that is the one of the best times to connect with your mind. Um, when you're feeling something, you're having an overwhelming feeling or experience. And, again, you need to sit and understand, why am I feeling this? Um, get into an argument. I don't necessarily encourage you to react. 
go take them say hey i need a second before i can respond to you i don't want to regret the things that i'm gonna say i go sit and i think about how i'm feeling why am i mad why am i really mad am i really mad because of this or is there something else is there an underlying issue that's like that you're using this to project that issue you know what i'm saying why are you really mad is it worth being this mad over it because you're at a 10 should you really be at like a four you know Let's say that. Why are they mad? You know, did you actually do something fucking wrong? And now you can't, now you're defensive? Or are you, you know what I'm saying? Like, look at the situation. I get this confused, like objective situation. Look at the situation as if you're not in it. Whenever I'm trying to think about my feelings or an experience, I'm like, well, what if it wasn't me? What advice would I give to, to this person, to myself in the situation? You know what I'm saying? If if I wasn't dealing with it, if it was a friend in my spot and they came to me and they told me the situation, not you know, my feelings ain't entangled in this. I can look at it realistically with some sense. What would I tell myself? That's 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 when I feel like I'm connecting to my thoughts and I can feel my own feelings and no one else is really putting their input into in, into my energy and my brain and my thoughts. I can. I know that my thoughts are my own and not fear-based off someone else's fear or someone else's anger or anything like that. That's my, those are my feelings. Those are my thoughts and I'm secure with that. Um, I know that we talked about why we need to con- connect to our brain, connect to our thoughts, my bad. and that's to have a better control over your thoughts, which will eventually lead to better control over your life. Talks about how to do that by pausing, which if you don't, aren't sure of the pause, I believe I talked about that more in episode two. So go back, run it back and listen to that one again. If you need to remember how to pause, um, you can meditate and you can sit on the floor and you can hum if that's what you want. You can light your incense, light your candles, set your, um, your music, what is it your chakra music on and meditate that's cool i can't i will go to sleep sitting up um you can go walking uh i know people they dance to meditate whatever it is that clears your head there you know what i'm saying for me it's just i need to be doing something with my body that i don't necessarily have to focus on I would say driving, but y'all would say that I'm dangerous. But sometimes a nice drive with the music on blast really gets, that's meditative to me also. That's, you know what I'm saying? I used to, when it's cold, instead of walking, that's what I'm doing. I'm driving on long country roads and singing at the top of my fucking lungs and getting it all out. Anyway, that's opposite. Um, we talked about how, oh, journaling. Journaling is big. I'm going to always, always, always push you to write out your feelings and write out your thoughts. Um, just for someone like me, I'm forgetful as fuck. Like, uh, I get it from my mom. She's forgetful as fuck. My grandma was forgetful as fuck. Like, we can't remember nothing. Um, so journaling helps me a lot when I'm like... Is when I need to remember a couple years ago, like, dang, I'm being stupid again. I fell for this shit before. I'm in the exact same situation. Pay attention rather than me not remembering. And like, oh, this isn't that. 
I'm good. I got a handle. And I really don't fucking have a handle. I'm falling for some bullshit again. So, yeah, journaling helps me in that way. It can help you in different ways. But it helps me not be stupid twice. <clears throat> but this time, uh, the, to, to round this episode out, um, I want to challenge you and myself. Um, I want you to pay very close attention to the situations that trigger your anxiety. Um, for me, that's like social situations, speaking, if I have to do any type of public speaking, um, I'm terrible with confrontation that gives me the sweats and a panic attack and a heartbeat. Like what triggers your anxiety? Write these things down. Um, and then every time you find something, a new trigger, I want you to sit down and think of ways on that think of what you can do to make the situation more comfortable for you basically because there's never going to be a world where we're not triggered you know by something we're all we're all healing we're all good i'm sorry my words are terrible right now we're all getting over something we're all healing we're all going through shit so something is going to trigger you at some point if you're here I'm sure (laughs) um so I want you to pay attention to what situations trigger your anxiety write them down and then write out what you can do to make the situation more comfortable for you um like I, I will sit down and think of it as well. And I'll have some in, when I do it. I'm thinking I want to do a Patreon video in, maybe in a couple of weeks. Well, I'll say in a couple of weeks. When this airs, <laughs> um, we can do a Patreon video. And you guys can send it in to the email. The email is ratchethipsterpodcast at gmail.com. Send me in your triggers and send me in what you do to make them more comfortable for you. And I'll do a video on mine and I'll be happy, happy, happy to share some of yours. You know, just say yay or nay if that's cool with you in the email. If you want me to use your name or not use your name, put all that in your email. And then we'll do a Patreon video. Um, I want to pause. And this is unrelated. But just say that I did remove the Ratchet Hipster Sister community from Facebook. Facebook is just very triggering for me. Oh, well, there we go. Facebook triggers my anxiety. Um, it's just not good for me. So what I have done to make Facebook more comfortable for me is that I just don't fucking get on it, I guess. <laughs> um... I'll get on it if I'm on a computer versus the app. I don't have the app on my phone. I don't have the app on a tablet or any device that I own. But if I'm on a computer, I may scroll through. I don't know what difference it is for me, but it makes a difference. And it eases my anxiety. And I'm I'm probably just less likely to stay on it on the computer. Something about the... The software just doesn't look the same as it does on my phone. I don't fucking know. But there's one. There we go. That's an example. But anyway, remember to send in your videos. I mean, send in your anxiety triggers and what you do to make them more comfortable to the email. Ratchethipsterpodcast at gmail.com. And I'll, inc- 
I will include that in the show notes. And also remember to join the Ratchet Hipster Sisterhood that is now on Patreon. I'll put that in the show notes as well. And everything you can find, everything that I do, you'll be able to find through my link tree per usual. Um, Because right now I'm just kind of moving in the shadows because social media gives me anxiety. And this is what I do to make it more comfortable for me. I move in silence and I just release the shit. (laughs) And I hope that everyone that enjoys me and resonates with me finds me, you know. I feel like that's, that's my goal. The people that I need to be helping will vibrate my way. But that's um me on a tangent i hope that this episode helped you connect to your mind helped you gain some insight on how to better control your thoughts um i hope we move forward and discuss better you know meditative tactics and i hope we do some journal entries together check out the patreon for good journal entries and uh prompts that type of thing and i'll see you next week for more on how to connect with your body in the second part of this three-part mini-series of Mind, Body, and Spirit. Also, if you have any more episode ideas, hit me up on Patreon or through email and just say, hey, I'd love to hear your opinion on XYZ or your thoughts on this. And I'll, I'm game, all right? This has been another episode of Ratchet Hipster, and I'll see y'all next week.